So, Pastor Cody, what is the topic for today? Man, we're going to talk about an uncomfortable one. But if we're leaders, uh, comfort's not not our victory. Growth is. Growth. And that's what we're here for. We were just talking about this like right before we started this podcast. That's right. That's crazy. We're growing, baby. We're Trends. going up. Going up. But here it is. Ready? Don't get mad at me. Get mad at Isaiah. Yep. We're talking about I will the value hands. of extreme ownership. Because ultimately... Everything rises and falls on the leader. You know, if our group's not going good, whose fault? Ours. If our work's not going good, whose fault? Ours. The leader. And we are the leader of our life. I mean, outside of Jesus, you know, we are the leader of our life. Yeah. And it's so important to realize, like, we have to take personal responsibility. And Christians are funny, dude. Uh Christians really, like... (laughs) love to blame other things and other people that's true for real how many times growing up in church you oh well the devil's just really working his his stuff (laughs) like or you're just lazy mad lazy or it's like well i don't know they're just not responding bro you sent them one email three weeks ago like what do you mean they're not responding you said that was their spam email too email and exactly that's like the response is like Everything rises and falls on the leader and we are responsible for what we're responsible for. And I think that we love to throw off responsibility in the church. Yeah. And it's, it's absurd because like, if you think about the parable, the talents, like everything the Lord's trusted us with, he's going to want an account for what we did with it. (laughs) It's absolute truth. Everything he trusted us with. He's going to ask us. Yeah. What'd you do with such and such? What happened with this? And I don't want to be a person who looks at God with that like dumbfounded face of like, uh, 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 well, well, you know, God, I, uh, well, you see what had happened was God is, uh, um, and that's just where like a lot of people land. And I don't want to be a person that lands there. And I don't want you to be a person that lands there. Right. And, uh, really like there's an amazing book called extreme ownership. I would listen to it. I would buy it. It's phenomenal. It's from a Navy seal named Jocko Willink. That's and fire. Leaf Babin, and really what they're going through is like, there's not time to make excuses in the battlefield. Nah. If something's not going right, it's on the leader That's to make it work. And a lot of the times when we're leading people, how many times, and you've done it, I've done it. Yeah. If you're listening, you've done it. We blamed somebody else. And that's why, quote, the ministry wasn't working. Like, well, Jeez. they just don't care right now. Jeez. Well, they're just not. They, it's just it's just not working right now. And we, like, pass the blame to somebody else. And it was interesting hearing this from a Navy SEAL, right? Because Navy SEALs could also blame people. It's true. But their results are more catastrophic in this life when they fail. Because their results, if they fail, is like life or death of somebody. Our, our results are catastrophic in eternity. So we might not understand the weight or the brevity of them yet. Brevity. Brevity, good word right there. That's really good. But we'll understand the brevity of our works in eternity, which is mm. much more valuable, much more important. And uh, they tell a bunch of stories, man, about like how they're in the middle of the battlefield and something crazy happens and they have to make a split decision on what to do. Yeah. Or they told one story that was really cool. And I guess there's this thing in the Navy SEALs you do and it's like, 
a relay race with boats over your head and running oh, and yeah, push-ups. I've and, seen that. Yeah, bro, insane, right? Like don't That's in training too. Yeah, don't sign me up for this. No. And it's crazy because he said <laughs> But you was, could do it though. I would die. You don't know my cardio, bro. It's ugly. It's better now, but Oh, good. But it's ugly. But it's pretty interesting because they do this boat race and they'd be like, I don't know, let's say 10 boats. Right. And they'd done it a couple times that day. And here's how it went. You'd have this race. And at the end of the race, the team that came in first got to sit while everybody else kept racing each other until it came down to like one final team. Mm. And that one final team had to go until they beat their best time. Bro, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> then you fail you seal school, right? You got me messed up. I'll you go you home. feel you fail school. I'll go home. <laughs> and like people do quit totally. Right. But this home. is the crazy thing about it is like they saw that one team kept winning every single time. And what they just and one team lost every single time. Right. And there was a team leader for the boat. So they flip flop the team leaders. And the team that had come in first every time with the leader that ran the last place team came in like almost dead last. What happened to the other one? And the other team came in second on the first time simply because they switched leaders. That's crazy. And his whole thesis is like, there's not bad teams, there's bad leaders. Come on. And we are responsible to have extreme ownership over what the Lord has trusted us. No, that's absolute real. And it's just so important, like, we have to be able to put aside our, our our egos and own what the Lord has trusted us with. I feel like I feel like as a leader, even though you're a leader, unless you're like at the top top, you are always going to be under someone. And even though you're a leader, you have to listen. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You not only have to listen to the person over you, but you have to listen to the people that are under you as well. So like if like like you said, if you're an upper leader or if you're, you know, some youth leader, uh, if you're listening to this, then I, I would I would simply also ask your 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 kids what's happening to why you're not getting enough youth to come or, or what's what's working to grow your group. You know what I mean? 100%. Just because you don't want to be lazy and then you also just don't want to be like in the dark about things. Yeah. You know, so being proactive is way better than just sitting back and like, well, I don't understand why my why my group is not growing or I don't understand why my personal life. Yeah. Why my why my why my time with God is hard to get to now. Mm-hmm. Are you being proactive and in, yep. in spending time with the Lord or asking him what you can do better, how you can do better? So like extreme ownership might be like, hey, I'm only spending 15 minutes in the Bible. Let's change that to like 45 minutes as a leader. I feel like as a leader, you shouldn't only be spending 15 minutes in the Bible in the first place. It's so true. Um, Yeah. So, but. It's true. Well, if you think about it too, like, what's the opposite of of having extreme ownership? Not having extreme ownership. I hate you for that right now. (laughs) Just allowing things, just letting things go. Just like. Not being on top of things, I guess you can say. Um, extreme ownership. I'm trying to think of like an adjective. <laughs> you know what I would like probably consider it? Goes, or at least up? an outcome of not having extreme ownership. Right. Would be like a victim mentality. Mm, what was me type? Right? What was me? I blame everybody. I blame wow. everything else. And I think it's an ego issue. Not like 
look, sometimes bad things do happen. Like COVID did just happen, but also there's ministries that are flourishing right after COVID And and there's ministries that flourished during COVID. So what's the difference? Right. Is, is extreme ownership. And this is anybody. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me. Like right. extreme ownership plays everything into this everything. moment. That's true. And when we let our egos become too big, we start playing the blame game and we are the victim of what's happening. Instead of grabbing a hold of this thing, like what's the, the adjectives like grabbing the bull by the horns right. and making it happen. And right. if we're leaders, we got to grab the bull by the horn sometimes yeah. and make this happen. Get on our um, job. Proverbs 16, 18 says this, your boast becomes a prophecy of future failure. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you'll fall in disgrace. That's crazy. How many people do that when things are going bad? That's nuts. Because of their pride, they push everything <laughs> on everyone else. And, and there will be a fall. Right. Period. And what's wild is, as you found that, I also found Proverbs 18, verse 12, which says, haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. Yeah. So that haughtiness literally breaks down to say pride. Yeah. Pride comes before destruction. And humility is is having the clarity right. to say, like, well, ultimately this falls on me. Right. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, like your, your budget falls on you. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Your family falls on you, your house, right. the cleanliness, the, the, yeah. the, uh, the culture of your home falls on you. Our small groups fall on us. Everything where we have taken the, the leadership, um, role in falls on us. Right. And with, with the type of responsibility that you have, like with the, with the, the level of responsibility, it can either be a stressful time or a stretchful time. That's so true. You know, you taught me that back way back when you would you would say, is it a stretchful time or a stressful time? And if it's stressful, then I would dare to ask, then are you doing something correct or incorrect? You know what I mean? So like if it's stressful, like taking ownership of your group or taking ownership of your ministry or anything like that, your household, your budget, the, the bills don't fall on anyone else. The, yeah. You know, the things that are going on your credit they're going to hit your credit, not your next door neighbor's credit. So, so why would you would just have to take responsibility? And I think it's not only the stress of it, but it's also the, the laziness of it. Yeah. And I you think know? that's what causes a lot of stress right. is laziness, right? Because we procrastinate and then we get behind and then we try to do something. And then because we were behind and because we procrastinated, now we got all these issues and all these problems. We're rushing to do things. And then it's done not well. Sloppy, and then people right. don't want to be a part of it because it wasn't done well. And then we blame everybody else. When if we would have just taken extreme ownership, done it with excellence, done it under the Lord, right. then everything would have been different. And I know this could sound like a condescending podcast, but really, I want to encourage you. Here, Here's a way to say it. Um, Someone who I really respect says it like this. They said, sometimes, Cody, you have to get off the dance floor and go stand on the balcony. And mm-hmm. what they mean by that is if you're on a dance floor, like imagine prom, like, bro, you couldn't see not anything but what was right in front of you and the three That's people true. around you. Right. Therefore, you can't get clarity on what's actually happening. Right. But if you would have stepped back up on the balcony, if there was one at your prom, you could see where everybody is and everything that's happening. 
And that's really where most people fail at taking extreme ownership is they just get so much. They're so caught up in the dance floor that they never take time to step back away and fully see what's happening. Like really there's some good questions you can ask when you're on the balcony and it's like, what's truly taking place. What's really working, what's not working. You could right. see like me trying to dance or clap on beat in the corner, but like, hey, that's not working. And then you could see Isaiah singing and leading and you're like, dang, that 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 part's working. I'll key in on like you just gotta be able to realize what is, what is not working. Right. Then you gotta be able to realize like here's a good question to ask yourself on the balcony. If I was being led like I'm leading, would I respond well? Mm. It's a great one. Yeah. A, a good question to ask on the balcony is, am I giving enough clarity yeah. to who I'm leading? Am I giving enough love to who I'm leading? Right. Am I, am I taking full ownership of this thing or am I just letting it kind of have a life of its own? Yeah. And I think something happens when there's weight of responsibility. You know, the weight of responsibility is a good thing. People try to run from it, but the weight of responsibility is a good thing. Yeah. You know, people keep asking me like, well, Cody, when are you going to take over the church? I'm like, bro, I don't want it yet. I want nothing to do with a mortgage. Right. Like <laughs> you, don't, you don't know the phone calls that senior pastor gets. I don't want those phone calls it's yet crazy. because I, I realize the weight of responsibility that certain things carry. Yeah. But the good thing about the weight of responsibility is it makes you grow into it. You know, some people never, never grow into it because they were never given a chance to. Right. But the weight of responsibility will really make you grow into it and grow up. And I think it's really important that we hold the weight of responsibility in terms of extreme ownership. You know, like the weight of that budget is on you. The weight of, of doing your task and your workload at work, it's on you. And when we pass that weight off to other people, really, I think it just long-term creates like a sense of regret. Wow. Like not now, but when you're 80 and you look at it and you're being real with yourself, will you regret that you didn't own it all the way? I think it's like a really good question. I don't know. I just want to be a leader that owns everything in my life. Like if it's not going right, it has to be on me. And you're like, well, what if the person isn't working and doing what they're supposed to do? Then it was on you to fire them. Right. It was on you to coach them. Yeah. It was on you to help them. You know, I was reading in, uh, I'm reading in Joshua right now. Fire. And, uh, you know, I take, I go like really slow and I take notes right. like verse by verse. Um, it was really interesting because it's like Moses got to see the promise, but he never got to have the promise. It's crazy. And it's really sad to me because like I was thinking about it and I like, I don't ever want to be a leader that gets people close, but I never get to taste it. And then I started thinking about it too. Like, dang, if I'm the reason that we don't get there, like father, just take me out now. It's wild. Like if I'm the reason that we're not there yet, get me out of the way. But if I'm not, 
let me take extreme ownership of every single area of my life and every single area of what you've trusted me with. And let me do the best that I absolutely can with it. Yeah. And I think that's where we crest just being like a volunteer and being a leader. That's where we crest being average and, and really starting to see greatness. Like, really, do you own what you've put your name on? Or do you just go through motions? I think that's... And I'm, I'm not saying this just for the lack of time that we have, but I'm saying that because... I'm saying this because I think this is a fantastic question as a leader. Do you own the things that have your name on it? And if we can take this week to actually like write that question down and then write the things that we own as leaders. So our small groups, for me, my worship team, you know what I mean? For you, the uproar youth team or the other team that you do, the groups team, the, the, you know, the, the many different teams. And we, we ask, we ask our questions or we ask this question with all of those things in mind and answer it truthfully. I think that that's the first step in understanding if you're using extreme ownership over what you have, you know? So with that being said, I think this is a perfect place to stop for this week. Um, just because that, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here getting convicted because I know <laughs> that with my busy life the last month and a half, that hasn't happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I've been just we allowing all get things. in places like that. Right. And if you're listening, you're like, dang, I feel terrible right now. Don't. Right. Right. Don't get in a place of like condemnation. Right. Get in a place of like, you know what? I'm going to own it from this it's day time. forward. Right. I'm going to write these things down just like I said. Right. And I'm going to crush what's at hand. Because here's the truth too. If you're not crushing it, it's one of two things, right? Because it either the Lord didn't call you to it. Wow, come on. But if the Lord called you to it, you're anointed for it. It's just time to put your hands down and run it. Wow. That's the difference. If God didn't call you to it, there's no reason to, to be surprised it. right. that it's exactly. not successful. But if the Lord called you to it, it means that your hands might not be pushing in the right direction. Wow. And, and here's an important thing on extreme ownership too. Bro, I feel like I talk forever about this right now. <laughs> Is sometimes... We just try to do the same thing and we're like, well, I'm owning it, I'm owning it, I'm owning it, but you don't get the results. Part of extreme ownership is measuring the success of what you're doing right. and maybe realizing sh- I should try it a different way. Come on. That's There's real. nothing wrong with trying it a different way. Nothing. Ever. So I agree with Isaiah. I think it's a great time to stop, but here's the deal. I know when you own everything in your life, you'll have success in, in, in every area of your life. Right. So just to recap, the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you owning everything that has your name on it? Are you doing it with all that you have? Or are you allowing it just to fall through your fall through your hands and and just to be bad and and everything like that? And are you actually taking up the responsibility? And yeah, I think I think this is. Yeah, let's do it. Pray us out. Right. So, dear Lord, first of all, we thank you for this opportunity to to have <laughs> have this podcast in the first place, but also to be able to just ask these provocative questions, honestly. And and we thank God 
that he's given us the mindsets and the voices to be able to speak in these these leaders' lives. And God, as we're asking us these questions, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Tell us where we're faulting. Tell us where we're where we're growing. Give us those those points of strength and those points of weaknesses so that we can execute in the way that you would. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, we appreciate you guys. Go ahead and man, hit us up. Talk about yeah. these things. Find someone that you can talk to these talk to about these things. And uh, make sure you listen to all these. I think that they can bring great value to right. your life. All righty. Have a good night, guys.